Try to tell them we up next, you can't stop that. Uh-huh. <laughs> this your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick on talk that slick talk. He gon' get political. Okay. Do not switch topics. Nope. Niggas is toxic. Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong. But if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga? Oh, well. We try to tell you, baby, this might not go yeah. well. <laughs> this might not go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of This Might Not Go Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Episode 126, we end up Bill. Then you ain't know who it is. It's the host with the most. B Breezy, a.k.a. Poppy Sazon. Yes, yes. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Slip Grayson. How y'all doing out there? Uh-huh. If you didn't know that song that was sexy, right? Looking for the holes. We still promoting Slut Me Out season. Maybe for, for the rest of the summer, we're going to be putting a lot of, you know, promiscuous music out here just so y'all could get a little vibe for the Slut Me Out season, though. But you know how this goes. Please follow us on all social media. This might not go away. If you need branded deals, business opportunities, please email us at this might not go away at gmail.com. And please go download the Alive Podcast app on iOS and Android and subscribe to our show and follow and like to show us your support. Episode 126, we in the building. How you feeling this week, brother? I'm here. <laughs> no, I was playing. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, definitely. So putting in that work, putting in that work, uh, doing a lot of self-development, self-growth, reshifting a lot of mindset. I sound like a hotep. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, definitely just, you know, in a space of constant growth, constant, like, you know, just pushing myself out of my comfort zone, but with goals in mind. So I've definitely been in that kind of wave, a little tired, but at the same point, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be number one, according to Good Pods. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but, you know, shout out to the, to just, you know, seeing the work that you put in you know, come to fruition and, and it's resulted in the positive stuff. And even with the negative that comes with it, you kind of, you know, it keeps you working. So I'm, I'm chilling. How you feeling? That's a, that's a fact. That's a fact. But speaking of negativity, I, okay. This, I ain't gonna lie. I feel like as I'm getting older, like the cliches of life just really are more profound to me. I just realized like, even with negativity, you need it. You do need it. I don't know. It, it, it doesn't infuse you a little bit to have some negativity. I know it sounds weird. <laughs> you feel me? But like, I don't want too much of a a, 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 a easy going, feel free. Like, obviously, I want that to be the majority of my life, and you know, just my pathways. But I need a little bit of adversary. I need a little bit of adversity, yeah. setback. I need a little, you know, something to fuel me, to give me that fuel to push forward and to be uncomfortable and to grow. And I feel like as like the cliche, if you're not growing every day, you're not living. And I think as I'm getting older now, I think that is speaking more to me every can I, day. Can I speak to that real quick? 
Yeah. You know, a hundred percent. I think that a lot of times you try to avoid negativity. You try to control situations. You try to put yourself in a situation to insulate you from anything that could cause you social, emotional, physical, even physical harm, like work at the gym. Nigga, I've been in the gym since Saturday almost every day. Been working out consistently the last two and a half weeks. And that shit I wouldn't do normally. And it's like, even with the pain, it's like, he's like, oh shit, it's a lot of it is mental. And it's like that adversity and that negativity. It's like, the the shit I'm doing is called productive struggle, right? Like, it's a, and productive stress. There's a certain threshold that you're supposed to be able to reach. And that you can't get there without putting yourself in situations that are gonna force you to grow. So it's like, in school, in work, relationships, there's a certain level of work you got. Everything can't come easy. And I think one thing I've realized is that a lot of decisions I've made have definitely been in a space of like trying to make other people feel comfortable. So even if shit was getting easy, it wasn't inherently easy for me because I had to do so much. I feel like to, you know, allow people and it's like, I had to pull myself back. And now it's like, even, yeah. even with the selflessness now, it's kind of like, all right, now there's a reason. Like, I feel like I'm understanding the reasons I'm doing that. But at the same point, it's about creating that authentic feeling for yourself. And now re entering those spaces in that mindset. Cause now it's like, all right, cool. If I'm still going to be that type of person, it's like now it's like I get it. And it's like I'm going to give you who I who I need to be to, to excel as opposed to who you want me to be so you can be comfortable. So definitely productive struggle, embracing negativity. And even I'm not a Kobe guy, but I get the mindset. It was just like, you know, when when we chilling, we chilling. But when it's time to go, we got to be on go. And that's on everything. So the pod, work, relationships, life, friendships, like that's really the mentality we all got to have. And that's what I'm trying to embody right now. So, that's a fact, and and Rome was a go today, and that's something that I ain't gonna lie. I needed to learn this year. Not that I was one of the new millennials that need instant gratification or instant work, but you know, like what you said, you have to put your head down and just build. And then when you just lift your head up that one day and see what you have built, and I feel like I have to adopt that mentality a bit more and just. And possibly almost in everything. And I feel like I kind of lost the way a little bit of putting my head down and just go to work. You know, it's like, you know, whenever you try to finish work, you kind of put your head down and look up, put your head down and look up. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you just got to just put your head down and then have some have even life or something else make you lift your head up. And then you can see the results and see that the obstacles that's in your way kind of thins out after a while. Big fact. And stop, okay, and, look and, at and, us. Don't forget too. don't stop downplaying your accomplishments, too. Cause I really yeah. realized a lot of times people congratulate you and she'll be like, like, I ain't done nothing yet. But it's like, you're doing things and you're in spaces and you're doing shit that other people around you either haven't reached yet or aren't doing yet. And it's like, even if you only get, but so far, you might've opened up somebody else to keep pushing and you know, they remember you and you guys can build a network. So like, yo, anytime somebody say congratulations, shout out to Alonso. I think she posted this like, yo, just embrace that shit. And, and, ap- and apologize stop yourself. comparing yourself too. comparison is a thief of joy. Please stop comparing yourself. You don't understand what the other person's journey looks like. And I'm and I'm saying this to myself and to other to the listeners as well. You don't know what that person's journey like. Hey, it could be an easy one, it could be a tough one. That's their journey. Focus on your path, focus on your journey. I feel like with social media and just you know, I even go across that. Like I I come across some people um that we went to college with and I'd be like, Oh shit, you got you got this going for you, that, 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 that shouldn't don't compare yourself i don't know what they did to get there they did it on their own let me do my shit everybody else got a different book and different chapters in it all right you know give me a little positivity you know we you know a little slut me out season positivity over here but slick man this i ain't gonna hold you this had the, the twitter 
the internet, social media on a tilt. The search for the 25-year-old nurse student, Carly Russell. Am I saying her name right? Yeah, that's how I look on the paper. It's like, take it, take it away from here. It's like, <laughs> I'm not even going to front, bro. I have been so disconnected. I heard overheard this story, and I just turned my head. I believe she was missing. She was found in a, a Best Western, one of those like budget motel joints, right? Am I correct? Is this the story? Yeah. So, so apparently, um, she she was allegedly kidnapped in Alabama last week while attempting to help a toddler on an interstate. Now she just recently got found, and her mysterious return have captivated national attention. But law enforcement are saying that she possibly had not been abducted at all and there's no evidence of the lost child mm. so this is what having everybody because you know and i won't be very serious with this part is there are tons of black women just tons of black people in general across the united states that are missing hopefully y'all are found or by whatever way so every time we see a case like this i commend us black folks for making this a national news and trying to get this woman safe home but the stories are not adding up. What's your thoughts? It's, you know, since it's like still a pending situation, I don't want to go too deep. But I think if it was a, a, a falsification and she was lying, that's, that that definitely is a smudge. Because it's like, I think as black people, we, we really, we, we do ride for ours, you know? And then it's unfortunate because it does detract away from the actual women that are, are being kidnapped if this is the case. And it's just one of those frustrating things. It's like, what's going on? And you see, you already see the, the, the conversation is shifting from the seriousness of it to jokes. Like I saw they was getting on the AKAs. They was getting on anybody that supported. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. AKA. Okay. We uh, got to keep my slid on the low, but AKAs. Y'all got Y'all over here. Y'all got a stripper ring. <laughs> y'all was over here. Skit. You didn't know about that story. Of, they Bro. had like one of this, one of their members pimping out. So a, a chapter, and getting money for this, y'all was y'all was over here scamming money from the national. I ain't gonna lie, AKAs, I love y'all, but get y'all shit together. <laughs> Continue. Uh, they was getting, like I said, they was getting on the AKAs. It's getting on people that made comments like they was pulling up her old tweets and stuff. I don't even know if this was. I saw a tweet. I don't know if this was true. They was saying like, "What was her Google search?" Like she searching like how to get away with robbery, like how to commit a murder. Like they was really getting on her, and I was just like, "Damn, that's crazy." Because again, as an onlooker, like I heard this, I was like, "That's wild." I hope she's okay, and it's like. Oh, she was lying. What? I think those are the stories that do a lot of damage because, you know, again, black, black, the black internet is, I'm not going to say black Twitter, but the black web is just, it's powerful when you, we get behind something. So for that to be that, it's kind of like people want really like the next serious situation might turn a blind. Like what if this motherfucker lying? Meanwhile, they could be going through it, fighting for their life. So it's just a matter of like, I hope it's, I hope not, this sounds crazy. <laughs> I hope it really happened so that, you know, we can get over this. But if, it wasn't for, in fact, the fabrication. That is very disappointing, and it's poor judgment on her part. Apparently, she showed up naked with socks, and she had money in her socks, and she said that the kidnappers allowed her to have the money. It was a whole bunch of holes in the story, bro. Sounds, and I'm yeah. over here like, yeah, like I said, speculation. I, I need more before I really take a crazy deep dive. I'm I, just, I hope she gets the help she needs. If, in regard, whatever happened. Facts. Can you load up this TikTok? Because there was just one woman on TikTok and it's on our Twitter. Is one woman that was that got over a million likes because she's from Alabama and she was advocate because this is the interstate that she knews often. And this is her response to them finding her and finding out what she has been doing. I just wanted to have this little video play real quick. <laughs> 
Let me know when you good. I got you. Give me a second. This is wild. Like, I, this, see, this is why black people can't have nothing. <laughs> I got you. This is Carly Russ. Carly, bitch, you was lying this whole motherfucking time. You got me on here acting like I'm Oprah Winfrey, ho. Bitch, I done peeled off every single one of my lashes, ho, because I'm so stressed out about you, bitch. I'm talking about I keep watching the highway footage. I just swear up and down a midget got you in a headlock, bitch. But that's really you going in your backseat to get the snacks from Target, bitch. Bitch, I done called my grandma about you, ho. I done told my grandma to create a prayer circle for you. I really was worried. Then you done stole from your fucking job. You done put the money in your sock. Bitch, you done rolled up to your mama house butt-ass naked, but you got some money in your sock. Some of the kidnappers gave it to me. So the kidnappers gave you a parting gift? This why they don't believe us when we be missing, bitch. It's really people out here that need fucking help and you wasting our time because you trying to make a nigga mad. You finna piss me the fuck off, Carly. I really made a video about this shit. I don't be speaking on nothing, but I spoke on your lying ass. And you had to be from Birmingham, too. Oh. Speculation, speculation, speculation. We just gonna throw speculation out there. But if so, if this was over oh. a nigga boy, <laughs> that's all I I'm think. That I think that kind of justifies all the feelings that we have currently right now about the whole situation. Word. That sums it up perfectly. Word. Now she, y'all niggas getting a Rico, <laughs> Rico. <laughs> Y'all thought y'all thought they only get a young thug in them. Now nah, Sheen, Fashion Nova, you next motherfucker. <laughs> Go ahead. At least Fashion Nova got brand deals. I feel like Fashion Nova got at least they got a sign the pad. They clothes got a little expensive in the past too. But essentially, what's pretty going little on? Things be on your head top. Pretty little things. They might be next. They might literally be next. Nah. So if you're unfamiliar with the company clothing company Sheen, they are a fast fashion brand out of China. Essentially, if you want to style but you don't want to pay express prices or H and M prices or shit Target prices, Sheen probably makes the exact same outfit that you want maybe at a lesser material but they make it and you can get it for like seven dollars an item but if you go on their website what you'll find is a lot of the clothing that they make are i don't yeah they plagiarize that's, that's probably the, opera, the proper word they are stealing designs they are you know copying blatant co- blatantly copying you know artist designs and images but one of the major things that we're seeing is that with the company with all the copying of the designs essentially People want their bread, so they're trying to sue Shein. And when you try to sue Shein, essentially they refer you to like one company that sends you to another company that sends you to another company. So essentially, it's not a drug. Oh, Rico. shit, it's a scheme. It's, it's a, a scheme. scheme. It's one of them four X niggas was, over was, here. And like they said on that Easter Ray show, seducing scheme. They were seducing us with their prices while they were scheming the artists. So essentially, the the case is saying that every one of those companies, Shein is actually in charge of, but they set it up in a way so you try to sue Shein. You never get into the main person. By the time you get to the, the actual like end of the rainbow, you don't spend all your bread. So for independent artists and people that are you know licensing their designs, they really don't have the funds to make those moves happen. So niggas was like, fed bro, up. "This is where all the forex niggas went, bro." That's smart. We made, we, remember, we asked like a few episodes ago, like, "Yeah, where the forex niggas?" Niggas was heavy during the pandemic, pre-pandemic. Niggas was always trying to get you to join, and niggas went quiet. Oh, we found out y'all niggas is the head of Pretty Little Thing, Sheen, and Fashion Over. That's what y'all want your hustles to? Okay. That's a smart play. It's a smart play, but I mean, I don't know, like, how much work it's, you know, it's an international company. I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know what you get from this. All I know is I've had a Sheen cart for about a year, so if they about to do like a everything 99 cents set, I'm about to just load that bitch up. Just pay the 500. Give me get 500 pieces. I go on vacation just because I saved the bread. Like, oh, word, I got 100 pieces from Shein for 25 cents. It's lit. 
ain't gonna lie, all you influence out here. Y'all yeah, yeah, better, yeah, better, yeah, better get it now. <laughs> y'all yeah, better get it now because the Rico coming. The Rico, you're going to jail. <laughs> you're going to jail. <laughs> you're going to jail. <laughs> All right, let's get into some music over here, brother. Man, Nas, you know, you're from Queens. Slick, talk about your man Nas. So we, so Nas is coming out with an album. I want to make sure I get the Magic the 2. Title. Magic 2. And we were just discussing in pre-production, Nas has changed the narrative on his legacy. Now, granted, please, all you hip-hop historians, please don't come. I know we number one now. Don't come to our head tops. We do this music shit over here. What I mean by his legacy is nobody ever denied Nas' lyrical capability and his rapping skills. But the narrative on his career, especially album-wise, is he never won the awards and the production on his albums were always so par. So yes, you have someone spitting fire lyrics, but the production made the song gabash. But in the last five years, especially sitting down with a younger producer like Hit Boy, shout out to Hit Boy, because he got all the hits, boy, Drizzy. Nas basically shift the narrative of his career. Now he can go, to be honest with you now, and I'm from Brooklyn, and we're going to talk about this artist too, he can go head to head with him now. Oh. Before, before, before five years ago, it was a clear distinction between both of them. Clear. Clear. Currently now, I think Nas has tremendously reduced the gap between him and Jay-Z. That's my, that's my hot take. On paper. Um, let's be honest with you. Jay Z got some duds. I ain't gonna hold you. Jay Z definitely got some duds, and I'm from Brooklyn. This is sacrilegious for me to even say this, though. But that's why I said it on paper because I'm like Nas. We know what Nas got. You talking about bodies of work? We with Elmatic, Stillmatic, Life's Good. But I get what you're saying. Those in between Stillmatic and uh, Life's Good is some some questionable decisions. But he's got some classics. But I guess in this run, I think he has shown, I'm not going to go into the argument about, you know, his lifetime projects. I'm going to say that he has shown how to age gracefully in hip hop while still staying relevant. You feel me? Like the idea that Nas has come out back to back to back projects, little promotion. He's the business guy. Like he has done everything without having to say much. His stock portfolio looking nice. The records, when you listen to like the crazy part about it, even if you're not a, a, a lyrical hip hop fan, you go and play the albums. This shit that stands out, it's high quality. The bars and the music. And he tapped. He he tapped into the younger group too, because he had he. I know in some of the projects he had ASAP Ferg, he had say. Fabio, he had a he had a lot of the younger artists. So he wasn't on that old nigga timing, because I feel like sometimes with the old niggas, you know, since they sort of dislike hip hop so much, not dislike, but they dislike the new generation, that they stay away from it. And I think Nas. After a while, because you know Nas is the one that started hip hop is dead shit that had everybody going crazy <laughs> during that time. I think he finally embraced it, and instead of jumping into their world per se, he brought them into his world, but added the added their little modern twist to it. And I think that's been the formula that's been working for him, and also getting a young producer like Hit Boy too. Absolutely, he got his first Grammy a one based. I mean, twenty twenty one based off of you know the first King's Disease and just the run. Of Elevate I think like you said Alluding the whole Like Legend But outside of 444 He hasn't really had Too many In the Beyonce collabs There hasn't really been A whole project Since what was it After the Black album That was really like Oh shit 
this is Jovito. This is what we're looking for. There was a lot of great rollouts and great hype around it. We we ain't forget about Kingdom Come, Jay Z. We ain't forget about that. You feel me? He was able to, but he he's been able to like you know do the mainstream thing, the, the like the businessman, all of that. Like he's come up, but I mm-hmm. think this Nas is right, literally giving niggas the blueprint on how to age gracefully. And we see even now some of our heroes is getting up there: Kendrick, Cole, Drake, Sean, uh, Wale, like guys that we came up Cuddy, like we came up on like in the, our teenage years that we came to effectively who shifted the sound. They get to that point like how do you transition? You see Cole his future run, Cole eating everything he on. Drizzy still understands how to make a hit in his sleep, which is why we, I think we get frustrated because we like, yo, I just need the I need the depth, and we ain't even talk put that on the docket today. We got we probably jump into that too, and then fucking Kendrick every year, every well every at this point every, every three and a half years. <laughs> I go lie, yo, Kendrick. Kendrick really an LA nigga. I don't know if you saw real quick. I don't know if you saw his workout video. My nigga, that my nigga, nigga was, looked like he was saying one, two, Compton. <laughs> he really was working he out. Like he was on the yard. Like he was in county. Like he was dead in county getting it in. But nah, let's switch. To, let's switch gears. Talk about Hove in the Brooklyn Public Library and how they showing. Yes, him, the him Book up. of Hove. Shout out. You know, even though we did kind of slander you real quick, but I want to give you your flowers, bro. Um, just one of the hip hop's most influential figures. He finally got his own what would you like to say display at the Brooklyn Public Library and it just showed a lot and I ain't gonna hold you celebrating his life celebrating his album celebrating his accomplishment I ain't gonna I saw this video of Tata dancing and they was like yo this is how gangster movies are supposed to end and um just a transformation from selling crack doing all that to now being a billionaire with the hottest chick in your game, wearing your chain, and to be so influential, and to have so much business and everything, yo, is I can't even say too much about it, bro. You go about the props. You go to the blueprint of like aging rappers and businessmen. Like, yeah, Nas might got the music, but whole the catalog he's built. When Hope can give you a verse, which is still legendary, the business moves, Billy's, the family. He has lived multiple lives. He hasn't caps himself in one space. And I think that that mm-hmm. is the lesson, especially as young black men, even though we 30, but we going to be still young. As young black men, your story doesn't stop at a certain point of success. You have to constantly revise, revisit, and retry different things. Enter different arenas because you never know where your shit going to pop at. And if you're lucky and you keep putting in that work, it's going to pop a lot of different places and put you in a position where you can do whatever you want and wherever you want. So I think that's the model that Hope is showing. You got a drug dealer, rapper, CEO, clothing line, sneaker deal, freaking president of the label, liquor, sports team, arena, nation, management, excellent management. You name it, he has his finger on it. You feel me? He got Basquiat. And paintings and all that Real artwork, shit. and then and then you want to even excuse me anything else? Family, he's been able oh, to. Exactly. And granted, money different. You know he has money, for, but the message is you could be everything you fucking want to be, and it don't matter where you started at, as long as you're willing to put the work in and keep your head up. So, kudos to you, so, sir. Yes. So everyone, if you're in a New York City location, go to the Brooklyn Central Library on 10th and Grand Army Plaza in Brooklyn, New York. The exhibit is free, but they, you know, depending on what day you go, the capacity limits, you might not be able to get to see the whole exhibit. But please, they got the whole display out. 
um, they got special limited edition um, library cards. So a nigga might got to get a new library card. You feel me? But shout out to you, Hov, though. All right. What's next on the dock? We got to yeah. talk about, we talking about our favorite rappers. We got Drake up next. I said we was going to miss it, but it's right here. Drake and Ebro, if you were living under a rock in the recent week, you know Drake just started his tour trying to catch a show. But a, a controversy came up on one of the first tour dates. He had the LED sign that pretty much called out Childish Gambino about This Is America. He called the song overrated in a response to the fact that that song was originally a, a Drake diss. And Ebro made a comment. He said, I think that's whack because Drake don't never touch, touch on issues. Yeah. And you Drake know, has never shown up to have anything to say about anything going on in society with black folks. Yeah. And then that, and then to his point, he elaborated that this is America. While you might not be able to play it in a club or anything like that right now, when it came out, it was a powerful moment. And I'm, I'm going to agree as an educator, I use that song to teach lessons. So I'm not going to front okay. like it was. Okay. Let's have a real conversation. Let's have a real conversation. Besides, but, but, but besides the visual. Is the song good? I like it. I played it. Now, the visual, I'll give you, if you want to get the visual of it, high praise, I'm with you on that. You won't get an argument out of me. But the the song, the actual song, is mid. I will disagree because I think that some songs have staying power. I'll give, does it have staying power in terms of like wanting in rotation? No, I'll give you that. But at the moment it dropped, what it stood for, and you heard it, it was memeable, it was relatable, it was powerful. And I think that even now, like, and this might be corporate corporate shit, if you type in, like, a black anthem, like, kind of, like, revolutionary-type playlist, or like, Juneteenth playlist or some shit like that, it's going to be on it, and you hear it, and it's like, it's not a bad song. And he put people in play. He got fucking Thug a Grammy. He got Quavo a Grammy. Niggas that was on the record. So you talking about impact in the moment and capitalize, and I, I liken it to a movie. They're great movies that you never have to watch again. So and Wait, again, that's not mean that great, man. If you can all watch it again, but I'm saying you don't it's have, a, but you can't. You great can't. Movies supposed you, to have a playable. You exactly. not necessarily. Sometimes some shit is hard to watch. Some things you don't want to relive. I don't watch slave movies anymore because I can't do it. But that doesn't mean like Emancipation wasn't a good movie. I just won't watch it. I again. love Django. <laughs> Even that, like a good movie, you can you can. But if you go back to This Is America, you're not gonna be like, oh, this is the worst shit I ever heard. Is there anything like Drake has in his catalog? No. Does Drake have songs with more staying power? Absolutely. But it does the song a disservice to call it, you know, to say it was overrated. Cause it did I just something. think he did that because Childish Game Builder said it was a diss. So he was like, I'm going to throw a shot back at you. You feel me? Like, yeah, but it's not, just be on his petty shit. I don't but, think he really was too, trying to yeah. shake the room with that. But to Ero's point, it was like, you know, that nigga, Childish Game Builder wears midriff shirts, one pieces. You married a white woman. No offense, white woman. We love y'all, but not that much compared to our queens. But you, you feel me? Like, there's so much you can make fun of him for. But something that, and and if I'm Childish Gambino, I'm, I'd be like, this overrated song has done more than any of your records have in a in, in an acclaim stamp from an acclaim standpoint. From an acclaim huh? song of okay, the year. See, I was with you until you said that last. Now, part, let me, now, bro. now. Here's the part. You're gonna bring up streaming numbers and shit like that. I said acclaim. Not bring a streaming number. What you gonna bring up? Please, what are you gonna bring he up? He was the voice of the youth okay. at one point. What is that? He helped. What, he helped. How is that accolade? Not um. He is, helped. How is that tangible? In regions of hip hop, how is that? You're not hip hop. You're not arguing my point. You're just throwing up a bunch of superlatives. I said how. 
a superlative most likely to reach the youth. Superlative, he ushered in regions. I said accolades, awarded, respected. Drake has I I gave you the point about he him. has all the awards that how he doesn't have song of the year he doesn't have record of the year. In multiple, nope. I, from, I think God plan. I think God no, plan. No, got something like it that. won best rap yeah, song. It won best rap song. It did not win song of the year. It won for a category. This is America one. It might be white people, but it was on end of year list. I'm saying acclaim for this one record. You want to say it's overrated when you look at the history books? It's going to say it has these accolades. It was this X Y Z song on this list, that list, that list. So what I'm saying is. If you're going to poke fun at somebody, don't give them a lane to... If Childish wanted to say that shit, what do you respond with? I saw more records than you? Of course you did. You're fucking Drake. You're supposed to. But this one song has done more than any of your songs have done. So we're just going to give him one song over whole Drake's discography. I didn't... Again, you're going in a different lane. I said, no, but we say, we say, you say you comparing this song to anything that Drake has in his his discography. Of I'm saying the awards, ac- award the accolades that this accolades. song, the accolades and impact that this song have, trump anything in Drake's discography. Not streaming numbers. If you want to talk about general spins, cool. But awards reception, interest. I got Drake over everything. Over, I'm not over I, acting. I'm not. Maybe maybe um, maybe mm, over comedy. Um, Childish mm-hmm. Gambino beats him in that in that in that regards because he is a, he started up as a stand up comedy acting wise. I got Drake. Uh, Maybe pretty, skit wise, I even. might give it to Childish. They pretty I might even. Give it to Childish. They pretty even in the uh, uh, acting. I think rapping wise, I'm giving it to Drake. Rapping wise, I give Drake. even R and B, but I'm not arguing. Even R and B, but I'm listen, going to give it. Listen, I'm to matter of fact, I'm gonna tie it up to li- no, no. I'm saying I'm not arguing your part that you said before. But I'm, I'm just saying, saying overall, that's, just verses. That's all. Can you say he's a better artist than Child? Absolutely, I'll give you that all day of the week. All I'm saying is the point that he made, and we're getting away from the major point. But the point that he made, Childish Gambino could shit on him with it. All he has to do is put up the accolades and be like, "Yeah, you got numbers. I got I got hardware." But do you really want rappers? I'm so back to original what Ebro was saying. Do we want rappers to? Do you want want Drake to talk about? Because when I when I when I hear stuff like that, I feel like it reminds me of the Dave Chappelle joke. What the fuck do I ja, care what Ja Rule is saying? I don't necessarily want Drake to say anything. I think that. Again, the whole in his argument was that he tried to call out something that was a moment and powerful here, right? And I think that when you when you take a shot at somebody, right? If we and you mm-hmm. was to, was to beef, I am not going to shoot at you with something that you could retort at, back at me as something you do better or something that was more important. I think that Drake is smart. He understood the conversation. He might might have all been in good fun. But I think that the conversation about it is like there were so many ways to hit it. And Drake, to his credit, absolutely does say shit about issues, but they're veiled. They're not necessarily in the singles. They're not necessarily, you know, I wouldn't even say, I won't say they're not powerful, but it's like you have to, it's like a catch it and you missed it moment. And I think from certain artists, you don't care, but you want the biggest artist at times to take a stance. And I understand why he didn't. Look at Usher. When Usher started taking a stance, they took away that nigga music. (laughs) He had to go to Vegas. Because and I'm, also you could you could also get caught up into that. I, I don't. I forgot a couple artists who said one thing and then they try to divvy back into a lot of stuff. And it, and then it it takes you it takes that one time for you to have a difference in opinion with the public for them to start hating you. You right. But 
back so when I say I think I think from Drake's standpoint, even though I don't know Drake, I think when he says is overrated and mid, I just think he says the the lyrics. I don't think I think he will agree with you. The music, the I think the visual deserves all the accolades and the the context in the song is very needed. But when you when you look at it from a song, because Drake is a songwriter, when you actually look at the lyrics and break them down to him, it's kind of like this shit. Ain't really yeah, it wasn't anything compared to him. Absolutely, and I, I said, in the music way, you not like everything on equal footing. If it was just a general song, cool. If it was a random single, Drake would be right. But because of what it created, that's why I was like, yeah, that wasn't the angle you should have took. Though it's like it's like when you cut somebody ass. Like I said, you're not going to say something they can say right back to you and make it worse. Like oh, bitch, you know Drake going. You know this is a little appetizer from Drake. This yeah. was a little. This was a little you're teaser. Gonna, you're not going to bother that. You man. already know in the and for the dogs album, he's throwing shots. I'm letting you know that right now. I'm preparing for all the sneak disses that he about to give childish. I hope so. He about to say, um, you nigga, you not even a red bone, nigga. You you a skin bone like the the IG. I, I can already see the bars already for for childish. If it comes I off like know. if he comes off like that, I don't want to hear it. But I'm excited for okay, all the dogs. Chill out. I was trying to get a childish can be. Anyways, so let's keep. Bone. Don't do that. Let's. I got bars. Hold on. <laughs> I will mute you right now. Let's keep I the got bars strictly for stars. Catch a good. Anyways, he's muted, y'all. Sorry. So, anyways, moving forward, continuing with the beef, Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. The saga continues. You want to talk about this beef? Oh man! So essentially, um, Draymond Green went on the Pat Bev podcast and started releasing more details about the Jordan Poole situation, and basically insinuating that Jordan Poole probably had said something to get his ass hit up with the Superman punch, which that led to Jordan Poole dad basically saying, "Like, yo, you didn't even apologize to my wife or me." And if it was me, my nigga, it's up and it's stuck, and I would have fucked you up. What's your whole thought about that? You want to defend your kid? I think it just, you know, the thing about it. If I'm being totally honest, I respect Dray. I think Draymond, you know, his media personality. His, I watched him on the Paul George podcast. Like he, he understands what he's doing. I just feel like, you know, I get it. It was the season you couldn't really address it. I just feel like now that he got traded, it's over. You feel me? And I understand, like from a media sense and just like us wanting to know like i get that but it's like at this point it's just gonna be catty i think i don't like i don't like niggas being catty oh, yeah. i don't like that like i feel like it's just beneath both of them like all right you got your bread he got his team like y'all got a ring out of it you know y'all gonna have y'all static i seen uh jordan Poole's man's was basically like yeah man we was we was riding with you and shit you wasn't being a leader it doesn't absolve if jordan Poole really said nothing or he did something but it's at the same point it's like you should have been better and I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that like you talk shit to the wrong nigga on the wrong day as a grown-ass man things happen but at the yeah. same, to the same point, I'm just like, yo, y'all just making this shit more dramatic than it has to be. And I'm like, call a nigga, squash it. If you can't squash it, leave it the fuck alone. Cause I think that that's. I don't think it was ever squashed. I just think it, it never was, was squashed. Just, uh, put it under the table for the season. Let's not draw too much attention to it. Cause even, even afterwards, they never really had no real interaction as teammates like they did before. Yeah. Now that's a definitely a traumatic experience on both parties. Like Draymond. I get it, you know, you had to be the leader, you had to do what you got to do, but then you don't put your hands on niggas. Like, you're not, you're not Jordan. Like, even the Jordan-Steve Kerr shit wasn't happening in this era without Jordan yeah. taking a hit. You feel me? 
So it's under- but, but he said, but Draymond just said, I don't just hit people. Dialogue, of course, happens over time, and you usually ain't just triggered by something that fast. We know stuff you don't say amongst men. So it's probably something I've been festering. Yeah. Jordan Poole was the new guy. He was getting – there was – basically put him in the big three instead of Draymond. And I think, you know, that caused it caused adversity, but I don't blame Jordan Poole dad. I feel like as that's your son, you better stand 10 toes down, but hopefully Jordan Poole go balls out, out there in DC, man. And be careful with the DC women, Jordan Poole. <laughs> they, they, they gonna, they gonna, they gonna take, they gonna take your boots and everything else. <laughs> Now, man, I don't know when this story is gonna finish, and I'm not. You really want to get this shit credit? I don't even care about this lady. It's just, it's just sad because once again, it's like the Carly Russell situation. There are women that actually are going through domestic violence and are trying to are scared to even say stuff because you have individuals like this making allegations when we know for a fact, baby girl, you are cloud out chasing. your mind. She clout chasing. So, uh, Mor- Moriah Mills allegedly you know, said that you know her name. She's been in your search history before, Moriah Mills. Nah, her shit, her porn type trash. I ain't that don't mean you haven't searched it. Exactly. <laughs> Look, see, I had to, I had to search it for podcasts for podcast purposes. Shut <laughs> your lying ass up. Continue. <laughs> so allegedly, now after fake getting a tattoo, we even talked about that. She she did a little clout chasing about getting a tattoo on her face of Zion's name. Now she claiming that. Zion didn't give her the 60 something thousand that he was supposed to give her in June. And now she's going to come to the media about the alleged abuse that he's been given to her physical abuse. She played the game all wrong. <laughs> she played. The- you should have started off with that. I was about to say, if you was, going, if you was going to extort my boy, you could, you had a, why you was in love with him three weeks ago. <laughs> Back then he used to love me. Now I'm hot. Now I don't want you all on me. Look at, she's wilding. She's wilding. And we like, you lost all credibility. And it, hey, look, it's not like this might not go well. If he's beating your ass, you lost it. You fucked up. You unless you got concrete evidence. Like you have to you have to come through with the clearest video of a six, seven, three hundred and twenty five pound yep. motherfucker smacking the shit out of you. And I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, there is no way like I don't get it. And it's like you look at the think pieces, you look at the she don't love herself, all that, like I'm not even gonna put that on her. But there's something genuinely wrong here. It's clout disease. That's what it is. It's clout. She suffered from clout disease. Cloutitis. She's seen that she's getting her message her, her message up. Most likely there's a bunch of you horny ass niggas subscribed to her OnlyFans or made her search history and porn hub go up so she getting bread. She also still talking to this nigga, and this nigga was trying to give her money to calm her ass down. She suffered from clout disease. Damn. She so- knows she knows she knows that's what's gonna get her in the headline again. But bro. How you think his his other baby mom? Well, he said his other baby mom used to be outside too. <laughs> like, yo, Shh. yo, he going through it. I feel for my guy. I gonna hold you, Zion. You better walk on eggshells with her. I ain't know. <laughs> no, I'm about to. I'm about to get. I'm about to get in trouble, Zion. Go get you a white girl. She she would wait a couple years before she use you. She ain't going. Okay, need- Kevin Durant. <laughs> She might wait a couple of years. You, you're not picking the good sisters, bro, bro. I don't think your judgment is good. Go get you a Karen. Just let, let it ride. Nah, well, give me what Serena says. Right, you maybe you might have to cuff a stripper. That's in-house entertainment right there. 
Nah. Get you a nice little pole. I don't know. What? She never, never mind. They said never mind. I ain't gonna bitch right, right. name. Kevin Durant. I put I put Kevin Durant here real quick. Is Kevin Durant? I know you are trying to change the narrative about you not being affected by social media, and you just. But I need you to stay off, bro. Go on your burner accounts, and he making joke of him having a burner account, which is so corny that That's, you. Hey. Hey, I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, and then he got cooked by Ryan Davis. You can play a little bit of this real quick. Yesterday, Kevin Durant said that I was a trash comedian. I'm like, what did he say fuck me for? Dad, bro, why you get personal? I ain't talking about that monstrosity sitting on top of your head. I kept it basketball. You said that offense wins championships instead of defense winning championships, and I disagreed. I said it's probably the thinking that you have is why you haven't got close to competing for a title since leaving Golden State. Because during Golden State's run, they had a top three defensive efficiency. That's a fact. Since defense isn't as important, explain this to me, Eddie Kane Jr. In the modern era of basketball, the Hall of Fame... You could go watch the rest of the video on um, Ryan the, um, Davis, the comedian shit. But basically, started off with that. And I just seen Kevin Durant inserting himself in a whole bunch of conversation. And he continued to... And I'm just like, bro, you made a decision to go to Golden State, bro. Stand, my whole thing about that is, and we don't have to stay too long on it, stand by your fucking decision, bro. I feel like every year we we get chinks in your armor of, of you being insecure about you going to Golden State. You knew what the fuck you was doing when you got your ass whooped and you went off next year over there. You knew the hate that you was going to get. Stay by it, bro. Stop being insecure about this shit, bro. It's, it's fucking up your legacy right now to me, though, because it's making you look more sensitive than ever. And now you in a new situation, because to be honest with you, you now you literally in two situations where you have people around you and your organization that could help you in the championship. So now if you don't win a championship, bro, it's going to heavily impact your career. Agreed. Huh? I don't think there's much else to say. Definitely room for him. But at the same point. Sometimes you got to let people talk. You're not going to change people's mind with words. No, uh, let me not say it that way. You can, but you're in a, a high-profile sport where, unfortunately, no matter what you say, you're going to be judged based on the – we are results-oriented. So, yeah. once you – if you get this next one, you can say whatever you want. I got three now, and I carried. What up? That's a fact. Even though he's on another super team, but it's not the same kind of situation. Yeah. If they, Bobo is gonna do his thing though. I'm happy. But shout out to the Cleveland. Oh, you got. I'm happy for him. Happy for Bobo. Shout out to Bobo. Should have went to the Lakers, but it's okay. Yeah. Shout out to the Cleveland Cavaliers, man. This is Cleveland. This is for you, summer league champions over here. I ain't gonna lie to you. A lot of people saying Iman Bates. Imani Bates. What's Imani the- Bates is a steal. He's a steal. I just feel like I'm happy for them. We all understand that draft and NBA teams. Not you got to get those top, those lottery picks, right? But they call it lottery picks because they can be boom or bust. You go on based off what you what you see on paper. It's them late mm-hmm. round picks that really make or break you because it's like as the eighth man and your when your rotation could be somebody else's sixth or fourth man, nigga, you doing good. And I think that that's the conversation you should be having about guys like Amani Bates. We remember that we put too much expectation on him. His pops kind of let that shit go to his head. Didn't put him in an advantageous situation. But one thing they always said. That boy could score. And what he did, score 17 points, 6 rebounds. I'm happy for him. But now, that's summer league. That's a bunch of hungry young cats, lions trying to get to, you know, trying to get to the meat, trying to get to the, not pause, trying to get to the league, you feel me? <laughs> but yeah. now it's like, all right, what do you do when that's OG Ananubi or Jimmy Butler guarding you? 
Are you just pulling those shots? And if you got the, I think the confidence right there, that's great. I want to see him. I don't, this, this is not meant to be disrespectful. I don't want to see him be J.R. Smith. Even though that's a great career, two championships, six man of the year. I, you would, if you would show me J.R. Smith, like young J.R. Smith now, I'd be like, oh, he's about to be an all-star. So I saw he started rebounding. He started playing some good initial defense. Keep working. All those summer league cats keep working because the idea is like, I think where you when you're young and you play sports, I'm going to NBA. I'm going to you know I'm playing for Real Madrid. I'm going to the NBA. Nigga, get your bills paid from playing your sport. Get Bro. better. You say you hear stories every year about dudes. I was you know number one player in high school, a top number one in my Pat state. Bev. Pat Bev, Pat 35 Bev, thirty five points a game. Pat Bev, I didn't even know Pat Bev. He he he's from Chicago. He was literally the number one scorer in Chicago. Now he's known as. A defensive specialist. He he said it on his podcast. He was never really a defensive guy, but he had to find his niche in the NBA so he could still get the bread. And now every year he's in trade talk, but he still got money coming. He gets signed every year. He just got signed by Philly. So it's just like, yo, get your bills paid. Put working on your craft. This is this is analogy outside of basketball. Like, yo, yeah, the the main dream is dope. Put yourself in a position to win. But shout out to yep. the Cavs. Shout out to Houston. Them Houston boys is gonna be a fucking problem. And the fact that they did all of that with Cameron, Cam Whitmore, my nigga, keep it going. Twenty points, summer league, regular games MVP. They, but they got them Cleveland. I mean, them Houston boys. They got they two or three deep at every position. I'm excited to see the league. OKC, all the young teams got it right now. Like even like I can't. What do you think about Chad Holmgren? Chad Holmgren. Um, yeah, I liked him since he was in high school. I think that you know what it is. He's versatile. So even if he's never a 25 and 15 person, he will be like our generations at worst. I don't want to say Sean Bradley or Manute Ball, but somebody that's like, he's going to be impactful without needing the ball. He can shoot. He can block shots. He gets stronger, get a little couple post moves or something, or, you know, just that short floater or whatever, and playing pick and roll with Shea and Giddy and everything. The future's bright. And a lot of, I think, you know, the, the thing is, do we have another Braun yet? Not right now. But the last couple of cycles, what you're seeing is that the league is developing to the point where every team got two dogs on it. So it's like it really comes down to how you build out the rest of your roster. So I'm excited to see that. All right. Now, a little bit before we get to our song, NFL running back drama. Giants, once again. Raiders, too. And Raiders, bro. Give that man his money. Even though, yes, the 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 lifespan of a, a – I don't want to say lifespan, but life career span. The career span. Back. It, career span is short, but it's really they're making basically the running back obsolete now. But can can I ask something? Yeah, because I liken this to like what the NBA did with like mid range jump shooters and shit like that. Like they found a way to di- diminish something that is essential to the game. Like analytics said, oh, you get the most bang for your buck in threes and layups, right? But what happens? Yeah. In the last five minutes of a game Where niggas got no legs to shoot threes And the defense is set So you can't get all the way to the rim What are you taking? Mid-rangers If you don't got the, if you don't got a nigga on your team That can do that Most times you lose <laughs> You feel me? That could go isolation yeah. and pull up That's the same I thing with the running back Yeah, for, for the NFL What they do now is Instead of just paying You know how before There would be only like one big running back you know, like a Sean Alexander, you feel me? Now, 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 now they do a, a combo. So instead of paying all that money for one person, they're going to pay. They're going to split that between two people. So best case scenario, if you could see Ezekiel Elliott from Cowboys and Tony Powler, they 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 follow in that model where they get two backs, and they 
debuts are like that. But Saquon is basically the heart He's of the, the Giants right now. He's the offense. It runs through him. Team's game plan for and, him and then second read for everybody else. And for a kicker, no offense to you kickers, to be averaging more than running backs in the league, when literally running backs are the shelf life, they don't make it to 30, bro. That means they only get about seven, six to eight years of 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 basically a career. They don't really make it past 30. For you guys, for them running through the walls, getting injured, X, Y, and Z, for them to not give them the bread, bro, that shit is crazy to me, bro. No, 100%. And I think that's, again. And I think, he, I think he's well in his rights to hold out because they're going to franchise tag him. And, bro, get your money, bro. Get your money. Even though I know I know the, the thing about him is about him being injury prone, but at the end of the day, when he's on the field, you can't deny him. And you know the Giants are going to go through him if he's on the field. That's the finale I'm going to add on. You, you nailed it. Like, give that man his money. Don't play. Facts. All right. Song of the week. You can go listen to our previous songs of the week on Apple Music Playlist, on our Spotify Music Playlist. All right. What's your song of the week this week, brother? I'm keeping the trend going from last week. This is the boy Tone Stem. This is B.E.D. I'm so proud of you. I be watching that in and out of you, in and out of you, in and out of you. Ain't nobody ever see this out of you. You can make it nasty like a prostitute. Say you're gonna do it and you follow through. Right now, I know that you're ready. You've been in a gym and your waist is looking slim, but that ass is getting heavy, girl. You look good in the mirror, but you look better in my bed. Got you over there, but you look better in my bed. You look better in my bed. I be playing in your head. T-shirt in my underwear in my bed. Yes, yes, that's the boy Tone Stith, B-E-D. Next up, I'm switch it up because I know I normally don't go into this pocket, but it's melodic. It's just a little different. This is Rilo Rodriguez, Teleport Junkie. In my life, I'ma do what I want. Bank counting NBA, St. Quetzal. New and play for pussy titties on the four five. Talking to him for a try, pray be the shots. Got my phone in with the text and I ain't CJ Strzok. This is his favorite vehicle. Still punkered on the front street. I'm a cold and drinker. She'll teleport janky. So we turn down, pick a pair. I'm way higher than you. Really trying to turn off the tea. I'm getting tired of the yo's. She keep living life off of means. Yeah, you don't even post none of you. Tell the waitress don't forget the 19. Got a pretty girl in love, 42. That's my shit, dog. Shout out to Holy I, I'm surprised you could understand what he said. <laughs> that nigga sound like he got, he got tobacco in his mouth. <laughs> Man, that shit is tough. I don't care. Oh, man. All right. My song of the week, I got to go with Melly, Melly, Melly. She just released an EP called Winter Outcast. This is Melly Lonely. When we say tequila, make it stronger. 
You ain't gotta go still any longer Longer, longer Oh, just a little longer I'm drinking at the hall Drinking every night just to numb all my pain inside Inside you made me feel Questioning is this So call me up when you're lonely So call me up when it's around So call me up when you're lonely So call me up when it's around So call me up when you're lonely Call me up when it's time to leave the homies Oh baby, when you wanna east side You know east side, you just need some me time So call me up when you're lonely Call me up when it's time to leave the homies Okay, that was Melly from her new EP went clap I'm lonely Now you know this next person, I know there's a lot of um, controversy going around this person, even though he passed away in 2020. King Vaughn, we didn't talk about off his new album, Grandson, King Vaughn, all we do is drill. We gon' go first time we slap. Switch the whip and come right back. Who hits out that thunder cat? Chop us like a lumberjack. Heat up like a thermostat. Make that little boy take the nap. Bang. All we do is drill. 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 Get back gang. Bitch, we drillin' and we shoot the kill. Get back gang. I'm with my squad. Don't compare y'all not like us. How many shots like 50? Like I got a deck of cards. Shot right, bitch. We trained the game. Hey, that was King Von. All we do is drill off the grandson album. RIP to you, King Von. All right. You could go listen to our previous song of the week on Apple Music Players or our Spotify Music Players, but that's not what you're here for. You're here for the people's choice, the people's favorite, Slick Drop It. I can be toxic, but so what? You're going to love it here. Shit, fuck is you talking about? We have fun over here. It's very fun here. And it's fun indeed. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Toxic Service Announcement. All right. It's just slick and I this week, but we got some topics to talk about, man. So we did the aftermath at, for the Kiki Palmer situation. Now, the Adam 22 and Lena Plug situation. Now, the, the porno between Jason Love and Lena Plug came out. And slick, one word to describe it. Shit, uh, <laughs> I, mid. <laughs> she un, can't take un, dick. Underwhelming. <laughs> you know what's wild? I don't even say that. I was like, that nigga had a post game interview. He's like, yeah, you know, it's ten inches, but seven inches around. Bro. So, you know, I didn't expect her to be able to take it. It was like seven. I was like, nigga, you know, he, nigga on the whole media run, bro. I just seen this nigga do so much goddamn interviews. I'm like, yo, since when you just fucked one girl, bro? Imagine you fuck one girl, you just start doing press conference These, all over. They have little, but. <laughs> Honestly, from a business standpoint, it's genius. They literally have just reorganized the fucking porn game because it's like, yo, if you got a bad bitch about to do something that she's never done on camera before, yo, this is how you market it. Sans the, the cuckold shit because that's a whole different conversation we're about to get into. But, like, yo, I mean, from a marketing standpoint, kudos to them if it's all jokes. But at the same point, I was telling Shorty this. I was like, nah, that nigga's going through it. She's like, why? I mean, it's their, their job. I was like, legitimately... It's all good if this is for the bread, 
But you gotta look at you. You gotta live with yourself with that. And I'm like, if you yep. if, if you that strong, like I get it. I think the average man is gonna say something along the lines of like, "Yo, I'm not pimping my shorty out to get you no know, fucked by some other nigga." And vice versa mm-hmm. is like the media run is cool, but like this wasn't y'all steez. Y'all wasn't doing this. So whatever transpired to make this a thing, you gotta like you gotta deal with that energy. That's why I was like, it's weird because I'm like every nigga is. <sighs> This might not go. Every nigga has been in a position where like some shit has happened where they done did some shit or some shit that happened. We like, all right, I'm gonna let some shit slide and let you like, I don't say let, not fuck. I'm gonna let you do some shit that we normally don't do, and it's gonna happen, and you're gonna be feeling real, real odd about the situation. Maybe not now, maybe not tomorrow, but in the future, they're gonna be like, I shouldn't let that happen. And granted, they got the bag. Congratulations. Quick question, slick. What happened? No, you, you, you let you let no. your shorty get. No, you buying her urus? No, <laughs> no, I don't share. I don't play that shit. I was like, if, if you start, if you start stepping out and toe tapping, I'm like, all right, I'm have, I'm like, all right, cool, we out. We it's under, it's under, yeah, you, it's like a hall pass. You feel me? But you know, that's not my steezy. If I was into that type of shit, if I was that type of nigga off rip, where it was like, all right, cool, you fuck who you want, I fuck who I want type shit. That's the agreement. That's different. But it's like, I don't go into that because I don't, I don't like that shit. No problem. I, I think once again. Clout disease. I think we need to. I think we need to coin a phrase. I don't know cloutism or some shit. We got a clout. We have to make a disease name for clout because I just real live seen a nigga pimp out his wife on national news and market around it. This shit is sad all around. I don't have no problem doing what they are doing, but him trolling and her tweeting they made he made like cuz he made like a fake um, disc record or some shit like oh you, you yeah. got to be respectful you going to fuck my man or some some shit like that some yeah you got to be respectful if that's still my husband and then he's over here talking about yeah i don't want you talking about trying to create this fake persona of beef i'm like bro i this shit is disgusting overall i don't have no problem with the actual content being created even though that shit was tight mid it was like it was and then also, and also, I can't stand. I, I, I don't know how the hell you're able to eat food, bro. Because he just said I couldn't give her the whole glizzy. I had to give her a little five point five. I'm like, oh my god, my heart will break. Like cause he was saying, like you know, when shorty, she go back to shorty, new to, to the same pee for seven years. So I couldn't give her to her all the way. I'm like, oh my god, my heart, <laughs> my heart. I was hurting, man. But if, like you said, bro, when when every when he gets into his home, he sits down quiet by himself with no media no nothing that shit gonna eat him alive bro the shit the shit catch you eventually it might not it might not be for decades one day you're gonna sit there like yo we really did that shit was it look what is it what did they say what did it cost me everything <laughs> but next. yo because like i said before no jumper earlier was on a decline I, so. yo i dead said that i was like they was Giving allegations towards my man as the platform was plummeting. So what do you do yep. when, you, in case of emergency, the fuck my wife card? Like what? And now my question that is, was a powerful card. But then what happens in two weeks? We don't care no more. Let's be real. In the sex industry, shit happens once it's out. We don't care. Oh, the sex yeah. tape. Once you see it again, it's one of those things. Unless it's really good, you're not going back to it. <laughs> Let's be real. And you know, and you know what I fear is what you're going to do now because now there's talks of dumb. Uh, doing this scene with a lot of male performer now. So I'm like, all right, so you're going to continue this. Bro, be careful, bro, because I don't want to hear in a couple of years y'all get divorced off of separate or anything because of this, and I feel like this might go down the line. But, hey, man, you made your money. She got a Lambo. 
I ain't going to hate, do you? <laughs> but you know what I'm going to hate? All these girls over here complaining about some goddamn ice cream date, Slick. Oh, that's your shit. All right, yo, all right, I'm in my shit. red pill bag. I, I ain't going to hold you. I'm in my red pill bag because, ladies, are we dating to get to know each other? Are we dating for aesthetics or just a, a meal? Because, like, I'm so fucking confused that y'all don't think ice cream dates or something like that it ain't really a date. Because, like, they're, they're what not- is... They're not dating. This might not go. A lot of women right now are not dating with intention, or the intentions are so high that it's oh, like, wait, it's, that's it. Ice cream chuck outside. That, that is fire. That is fire. <laughs> <laughs> they finally they did it right. But you know, they're dating with intentions that are so high. It's like, yo, I, I can't meet you there. You feel me? So now you setting yourself up to get hurt. And I think again, the moniker to not get hurt, and not be uncomfortable. What do you do? Oh, I want only one. I, what's the benefit of me talking to you? It's it's transactional, and I don't think that that's something that can really be supported. And and it's like you could say whatever you want to say about that statement, but it's like if you're doing things for transaction, like what's the point? Like when I was outside and I was just fucking. Be real was, with yeah, it, like, yeah. My whole thing about it is be be real with yourself, because then you do the transactional. And when I want to do the transactional, that's when you want to sit here and come with me with morals, or you think I'm a piece of meat, or only thing you think about is sex and all that. But look what you look what you're presenting out there. You're not trying to get to know me for real. You're more you're more you more care about more about the aesthetics. And I'm oh wait once again. This is not for all women. I gotta put this awesome. little PC stuff. This is for women that thinks that ice cream dates are not acceptable for the first date. Now, granted, I don't think y'all in a relationship. Um, I don't think you know even two to three dates. Two two to three dates. Y'all still doing ice cream dates and coffee dates? Like yeah, nigga, wild out for that. Why? But, why? How do you know? No, I'm saying switch it, switch it up. In, yeah, but I'm saying why not? Like, I feel know? like, well, what if you're still trying to get to know them? Like, again, and what if you're outside? Like, again, I don't condone, I don't, it's not simple, but it's like, I'm throwing a bag at you to impress you on date three if I don't really even fuck with you. Like, if I don't know if I don't fuck with you like that. You feel me? That's why I'm like, yeah. that's why I'm like, there's nothing wrong with little dates and little things to get to know somebody so you can know if it's genuine. So then, this might not go well again. Sometimes people get categorized. Oh, this is the fool person. This is the fun person. This is the shorty I like. This is the shorty I don't like. This is the one I'm just, I'm fucking. Like, I'm fucking, fucking for fun. I'm fucking her friend too. Like, you feel me? You get put in the boxes, but it's based off of data. <laughs> you feel me? We went on a couple and, and, dates. And you know what kills me? Oh, but you girl, but you guys be expecting um booty on the first night. Yo, then that's a clear indication not to fuck with that nigga. If you're not on that type of time and that nigga takes you on an ice cream date and expect booty, red flag. Move away from the nigga. That means that nigga's a no-go. Yeah, it's a level that of should, accountability. That should, that should, you should be even happy about that, that a nigga reveal himself that early like that to you. I'm about to say. I don't understand. It's like when the whole debate going about, and it's like, bro, the reason why, and it's going to get me canceled again, the reason why women feel this way is because y'all don't typically have to pay for dates. If y'all had a financial risk into this shit, y'all would be coming different. Y'all be wanting some damn hogging dogs. But because y'all don't pay, y'all are comfortable, shout out to Big Money V, with the lemon drops, catch steaks, and aesthetics because y'all not coming out of pocket for it. That's, true. That's why y'all think, are comfortable. And I think as a guy, like early on in dates, even if she offered a split or whatever, that's fire because it's like, all right, you're coming with your own. I don't have to be that. It's not necessarily that. You might have another nigga that is doing that. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> it's early. You feel me? But I think that that's that's definitely like you can't shame. Like now we we date shaming. We trip. We we first date shaming. Trip shaming. You know, it's so much bullshit and like fluff built around. Well, it. It's like it's unnecessary. 
it's like what what do we what is, what is the date for that's my whole thing and I, and we're gonna be going when we have a lot of female um co-hosts we're gonna ask this question like what is the date for is it to get to know each other or is it for you to get the aesthetic for you to get a free meal let me know so i know how to go about it but at the end of the day i'm coming out my pockets 200 300 dollars just to get to know what's your favorite color <laughs> that's the question bro <laughs> niggas like, what's your favorite color like yeah why am i I'm, I'm really spending that much money to get to know your favorite color wow we could have just done a simple coffee date a simple ice cream date find out if the chemistry is there or not and the build upon it even and then me personally with my dates i don't really like going to no just sitting down eating shit i like to do some activities but i'm not gonna know to do the activities with you unless i have a precursor that's true. I need a precursor. I need to be able to sit down and talk to you and have that. And then another and the thing about it that pissed me off with this too was like, and we're gonna go to the next topic is now you're even shutting down the texting stage now. I'm now about to say, it's like it's like it's, I'm it's about like, to say, it's hold, like on, now, hold on, hold on. Yo, remember back in the day, you get a girl number. The first thing I do, yo, do you want to play twenty questions? You was able to talk to a girl for a while before, so that could that could kind of work as a precursor. Now, shorties is like, bro, if you're not trying to link, you're not trying to get me on a date within the first week or so. You would delete. They blocking you. Yeah, you would so it's kind of like, bro, we are asked out and we're having to make this investment and do all this for what? You got to, you got to, you got to, yeah, you got to sift through a couple, you know, some, uh, some dirt to get to some gems. That's, that's how it go on both sides. Oh man. But uh, the NPC wave, what's this shit slick? I we had pinky dog going crazy. I go just, ahead. Slick. I just found out what this shit was yesterday. I, I saw Timberland gave mad coins to shorty. Essentially people, I, I, I knew this was going to happen. People started emulating non-playable characters in video games. And apparently there's a shorty pinky doll. Shout out to her hustle. She is pulling in racks, 4,000, 5,000 a day, 3,000 on her only fans page over just emulating I don't know. I mean, the only thing she might be going up, but she's emulating MPs, non-playable characters. You play video games with characters that have basic motions. They don't really do much. They don't play a role in the story. They just interact with them. They say simple things. So Shorty has definitely been on the come up. And now other people, like in most social media trends, are starting to emulate it. You mentioned some dude that's doing Spider-Man shit. Uh, nah, this is this is my favorite one real quick. This is only a 15 second though. This is my favorite one. If they do an NPC like this, <laughs> I like this wave. <laughs> hey, Juan. Thank you for the glizzy. 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 What the fuck did you send to my fucking phone? <laughs> This is so that's uh, an example of niggas hopping on the train and trying to get this clout, bro. I don't know what's wrong with folks, bro. This shit really a pandemic over here, bro. I mean, clout is really a disease right at, now, bro. At 18, 19, 20, between 18 and 24, and they told you you could pull, even as a nigga, a thousand dollars a day doing some stupid shit. This might not go well. <laughs> this might not go well. Podcast. <laughs> podcast. Sound effect. Sound effect. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. do, 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 do. Dickhead. The Dickhead. big three. The big three. Out wilding. <laughs> wilding. Outside the whole time. Just, oh, money, cash, hoes. Money, cash, hoes. Money, cash, hoes. Like, I'm wilding. Oh, man. Oh, that's so stupid, bro. I don't. I don't know what to say. All right. So to end the episode out, let's do our choose one. We'll save the if you'll smash a power lifter next week. Our choose one. 
Slick, would you rather shout out to all deaf squadcast for this? Would you rather marry the person you lost your virginity to, or keep the first job you had forever? Either, Choose I'm one. Keeping the first job I had forever. I was in a. I'm not going front. I'm not going to tell that the first part of the story. <laughs> Don't get yourself in trouble now. It's a story. It's happening. It's the past. What, what was your first job? What was your first job? I worked at a summer camp in Sunnyside. Um, I was 14, working with a bunch of 17, 18, 19-year-olds. This camp opened my eyes to what is possible in a school because they had jujitsu class and cooking class and went on some fire-ass trips. And, you know, I was 14. I was going into ninth grade. So I was still a eighth grade in mindset. And he's, you know, we played ball. We had fun. We just did mad fun shit. And I was just, it was like a real adventure. Like I got there on my own. That's like my first real period of independence. And I think if I stayed working there, I probably still would have ended up on the paths I've been on professionally. But no, this is one of those situations I wouldn't mind. Like my, my virginity, like that shit, nigga, it was raining. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my first job was at um, Seagate Beach Club. Shout if you if you from Coney, you know where that at. I don't think I could work there, bro. But I ain't gonna lie, the girl I lost my virginity to, she got a couple kids now. I ain't gonna lie, she hit. That means that coochie work. You wildin'. <laughs> that means that coochie work. That shit is efficient. Nah, I, I, I don't know, no, no. It's by the same nigga, so that's a val- that's invalid though. No, I tell you right now, so sh- put, put, coochie only valid by that standard if it's by two different baby daddies. That's when, when a nigga, when a nigga, when a lot of nigga want to seed you up, that means it's oh, when, valid. when a nigga be like, ooh, you can't see, and he said, ooh, me next. <laughs> <laughs> if it's getting seed up by the same nigga, that shit is not that valid. Okay. I'm about to say, he's like, oh, this is my bitch. Hold on, y'all. I'm already got one. Might as well get another one. Boop. <laughs> Exact is convenience. It's not valid. It's like, you just call shorty's children convenience kids. She got convenience store kids. That's wild. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. When I worked the same job, I did like my Seagate Beach Club. It was just it was a summer job that I did even even during college. I, every time we came back from break, I was working there. It was good, you know. Had a lot of Italian bosses, <laughs> Italian mob bosses, and shit like that. And they fit. I don't know. Maybe you know what. I'm gonna go with the first job. I think I had a lot of memories, and I'm still cool with the people that was there. But forever, though, I ain't gonna lie. I can't be 60 at a beach club doing you, security. You ain't say you ain't say you couldn't move up in the ranks. You know, you might beach club might be a front for the mob. They might be putting you on. Oh, so I can sleep with the fishes. <laughs> you be eating good. Huh? You ain't got like you ain't got convenience store pussy. You chilling. <laughs> you feel me? Once again, if it's not seated up by two baby daddies, the pussy is not valid. All right, thank you guys for a lot of episode of this might not go. Please follow us on all social media. This might not go. If you're in your brand new deals, business opportunities, please email us at this might not go at gmail.com and go download the Alive Podcast app on iOS and Android and subscribe and show love on there for us. I'm the host with the most, him Butler, him Duncan, him Turner. BBZ AK Poppy Sazon. It's your boy Slick. Y'all be great. We see y'all next week. We out of here. Peace. Try to tell them we up next. You can't stop that. Uh-huh. <laughs> this your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick on talk that slick talk. He gon' get political. Okay. Do not switch topics. Nope. Niggas is toxic. Poppy Sazon always saying something wrong. But if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga? Oh, well. We try to tell you, baby. This might not go yeah. well. This might not go. <laughs> hey, hey, that's it. One take. We're not even doing it again. Keep that. That's the one.